Hello and welcome back to The Genius Podcast. My name is Karen Doyle, your host and founder of The Genius Project, an initiative for Catholic women designed to support and resource you towards growth in all areas of your life, personal, spiritual and professional. We seek to do this through our online Catholic coaching programs, our Catholic Women's Masterclass, our virtual events and the Catholic podcast which you're listening to. If you'd like to find out about any of these initiatives, you can visit our website www.geniusproject.co Ladies, if you are living in Australia in two and a half weeks time, we will be back at an in-person event for the Sisterhood National Catholic Women's Conference held in Stanmore Tops in Sydney. This is a beautiful weekend. We kick off Friday, 7 p.m. We go till 2 p.m. on Sunday. And it's a beautiful weekend of quality sisterhood time, keynote talks and workshops, time for adoration, reconciliation and mass. And it's just a really, really precious time to come together and be renewed and restored in our faith and our relationships with other women. We often say that we're good on our own, but we are so much better in community. And I think after COVID and all that we've been through over the last couple of years, women are in desperate need of connection and restoration. So if you live in Australia and you haven't registered, we have a number of places still left. And if you are under financial hardship, we would like you to reach out because we do have a number of sponsored tickets, thanks to the generosity of some very beautiful women. So you can find information information about that through our email info at sisterhood.org.au. On this week's episode of the Genius Podcast, I'm interviewing Beth Bubik from the Catholic Fasting Coach. Now, I met Beth when I went through the Metanoia Catholic Mindset Training a couple of years ago, and Beth was my instructor. She's a beautiful woman who has really pioneered something quite extraordinary in this space of spiritual fasting and bringing that back as a discipline and a practice in the modern day Catholic Church. So I really hope and pray that you enjoy this conversation with Beth. Well, Beth, welcome back to the Genius Podcast. It's wonderful to have you joining us again. I think our last podcast was 12 months ago in Lent, but lovely to have you back with us. Oh, Karen, thank you so much. A lot has happened within the year and it's so good to see you again as well. Yeah, it's wonderful. And what you're doing at the moment, you're doing a lot with the Catholic Fasting Coach. That's your business. And you've really deep dived into specializing in that whole area of supporting women on their fasting journey, but integrating that with prayer and developing in the spiritual life. Can you share a little bit, like a 12 months is a long time and a lot happens. You were just getting started a year ago. Can you share a little bit about the journey from then to now and where you're at now? Oh, yeah, it has grown by leaps and bounds. Glory be to God. And so basically what I discovered with the Life Coach School and Metanoia Catholic, you know, I'm a certified coach um, at both schools and um, that a lot of times spiritual fasting is so necessary, but we can't do it because we are attached to um, other things in our lives and actually fasting off food and drinks and suffering at all is really difficult. So people are like, well, I can't do it. So I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to try. So basically what I found out through both schools is just that, um, first of all, sugar, flour, and alcohol can leave us sometimes in over-desire for these substances and leave us basically not desiring Christ as much as possible because 
what we do is we buffer sometimes with these substances, which means, you know, we, we feel like something arduous is coming up and then we go for, you know, a cookie or a glass of wine or, you know, some bread and butter or something rather than either going through and doing the arduous work or praying to God for um, his guidance and what he wants us to do. So in essence, spiritual fasting is just going without certain types of food for a length of time, a period of time, and offering up prayer for the suffering that you're going through to Jesus and asking for miracles in your own life and for others as well. So there's a lot of motivation for spiritual fasting and I'm just trying to bring it back. And it used to be just a very large part of Lent, especially in the Catholic church. And it's kind of fallen by the wayside. Um, and so I'm just trying to bring it back in a very big way with delaying sugar, flour and alcohol to Sundays. And okay. when I first started, People were like, sugar, flour, and alcohol, all three to Sundays. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So I developed a routine and that's, you know, us Catholics, we love routine. We need a plan, a process. And so I developed this and I take women through this um, 12 weeks at a time. And I open up my course about six or seven times a year. And I do private coaching on the side as well. And so it's been a great 12 months. And Amen. basically this is what we do. Fantastic. It's so good. And I vouch for that, that Beth is a brilliant coach. She was my, um, my trainer during the Metanoia Catholic training. And you've got such a gift in this area. I really enjoyed my times coaching and in the training with you, Beth, because you're very skilled at getting to oh, you're the sweet. core. <laughs> oh, no, not sweet, but true. <laughs> but mm. it, the coaching is a, is a really interesting added element because sometimes we try, we have these great intentions. It's like new year, we can have a new year's resolution, but without a plan and a system and a routine, it often falls short. We fall on our face and then we're trying again. And then we get discouraged because we're trying and we're falling and we're trying and we're falling. And I think the added element of coaching alongside the fasting, um, merging the two actually is incredibly powerful, isn't it? It is very, very powerful. So it is, it's a it's basically a system. So yes. what it is, is first of all, sugar and flour create um, just in themselves because of our biology and our neuro neurology, they create over desire for those substances, which means that creates over hunger, which creates overeating. So if I'm going to have a candy bar and, um, you know, I, then my body is going to burn that that's sugar burning. And so I'm going to be like, Ooh, that that's delicious. It also gives me a dopamine hit in my brain. And then my brain says that feels really good. Let's do it again. And so it just creates a desire for it. And then <laughs> basically when I get into some kind of an arduous situation down the line, I may reach for a candy bar instead of wondering, you know, what's, do I really need the candy bar? Do I want the candy bar? And I don't even know what my thoughts are. I'm just going for the candy bar. And so this program, we delay sugar flour because we want to basically put in whole foods, vegetables. We want to treat our bodies as the Holy Spirit, really offer up to God anything that's unhealthy just until Sunday. So it's not, you know, forever. And um, basically it's an eat fast feast cycle. And then what happens is thoughts come up like you're talking about Karen. And so when I'm used to eating sugar and flour all day, or even, you know, 
sometimes if I can't have it or I'm delaying it, then some thoughts will come up and it will be like, I want it. Or I feel, I feel, I start to feel deprived or, um, I, I start to have these feelings like I, you know, just kind of sitting in deprivation basically. And, and then mm. the thoughts, are, I can't have it, or I want it, or, um, I can't, I can't do this without it, or I need it. Um, and so then we kind of, as a coach, I go through all of those thoughts and we coach on those and we prosecute and we put them through the thought model and the reason cycle. And we eventually learn that basically that deprivation comes from a thought and you do not have to feel that. You may have to feel it for for a few days and then pretty soon it turns into freedom when you can decide with your thoughts um, what you want to eat and what you don't want to eat. And hence comes the self-control, which is absolute freedom. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really love that. Just as you're speaking, I'm reminded last night, each evening with the kids at dinner, we work through our Lenten study and we're doing a Lenten study from the Diocese of Wollongong here in Australia at the moment. And I read the reading last night and they talked about temptation. This week is all on mm-hmm. temptation and how there's nothing wrong with the temptation. It's how we're responding to it. And that sometimes God allows the temptation. Like he He took, you know, Christ was led into the desert and he was allowed to be tempted the difference, and they make this distinction that Satan tempts us in order to lead us into sin. God permits the temptation to help us grow in virtue. And mm. I think the model that you're talking about is so powerful and so beautiful because there is it's hard, right? And sometimes we give up when things get hard. We think, no, I can't mm. be bothered. I'm just going to eat that candy bar and drink that can of Coke and power through. But you mentioned this word freedom, which I really want to pick up on there because there is incredible freedom and it's this internal spiritual freedom that comes when you do delay and pray with your food and mm-hmm. you unite that that difficulty to Christ you slow your thoughts down long enough just to say why am I doing this like asking those questions what is motivating these behaviors and the results I'm getting in my life and I think that's one of the most powerful elements of coaching which I found in my life the women I coach I know you're the same that you give these women and this opportunity for that light bulb moment where you're like, oh, that's why I'm doing that. And then you can rewrite that story and change the outcome. So I think that word freedom is very important. And also just to pick up that when we fast, it's not to to deprive ourselves and to do the really hard things just to punish ourselves, but it's actually to grow in freedom and to grow in virtue. Oh yeah. And that's what we all want. We, we all want freedom, but freedom, um, you know, as a Catholic mindset coach, it is, um, in the beholder, it's, 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 it's like whatever you want to think about freedom, right? Freedom seems like all the candy bars and ice cream you want to eat. That is not freedom. That's enslavement and attachment. Freedom is self-control and being, being able to delay and pray that sugar and flour until Sunday. And so the whole, the whole pattern, the whole routine of delay and pray, what I teach in my course is that we can delay sugar, flour, and alcohol until Sundays and treat Sundays, which is like Saturday night after mass. And then Sunday as the day of resurrection, as a day of celebration, as a feast day, and really hold that day for the Lord and have small amounts of sugar, flour, and alcohol on those on that day, and then set apart Sunday. So um, that also like Saturday night's reading was about feasting. And basically, you know, the Lord says, if you hold back your foot on the Sabbath, 
from following your own pursuits on my holy day. If you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, if you honor it by not following your ways, then you shall delight in the Lord. And so spiritual fasting is really almost like an admission ticket to true charity, because when you start to really understand self-control and redemptive suffering and know that everything that you're delaying until Sunday is just is worth something that your suffering is worth something. And we pick um, a spiritual fasting goal as well as a weight goal because the Lord cares about our weight. He really does. I have clients who are 20 pounds overweight, 10 pounds overweight, and 100 pounds overweight. Um, A lot of them have prediabetes or diabetes. Um, Several of them have other health issues. And the Lord cares about that. It's not just a spiritual issue. He wants our body soul composites to be healthy, both, you know, in our body and in our soul. Mm. And when we're, when we're feeding one, we're feeding the other. And so this is the spiritual hunger for Christ that actually helps us to eat whole foods, feed our families well, eat to enough and not overeat. And it really is from the perspective of biology, neurology, and theology. It's all three. And Lent is just the beginning. So I have courses that start throughout the year. Lent is my second opening of the year. I usually open open in January and then in February, this February because of Lent. Um, But Lent is a baseline. It's like, this is where we all start. So we don't want to pick up, we don't want to like offer up sugar, flour, and alcohol till Sundays and then stop. And be like, okay, that was good. That was Lent because we've learned what our attachments are. Okay. Wow. I have real attachment to M&Ms and vanilla ice cream, let's say, or I have a huge attachment to bread and butter and I eat it all day long. Oh my gosh, this is not good for me. This is not good for me. So people like all the women will figure out what is it that I'm attached to. And then they can start to use their mind to delay that and pray to Sundays. So once they eat, once they um, reach Easter, then they can keep going with this whole routine of eat fast feast and also with the sacraments. So the sacraments is the foundation and mainstay of the course. And we plan the sacraments into our weeks first, which is um, we start out with one extra daily mass, Sunday mass, of course, one hour of adoration and monthly confession. And then every single year we're together, we just add an extra daily mass. So like I'm on four daily masses now a week, um, adoration and confession. So when you get to five years into spiritual fasting, it should be daily mass, monthly confession, adoration once or twice a week, and gluttony and sloth are just no longer part of your life. Yeah, beautiful. How powerful. I'm just listening to you. It's just this beautiful progression, isn't it? From starting out. Yeah. And I love what you say that Lent is our baseline. It's our starting point. And I think what, you know, the Holy Spirit leads us into is not just a time, sometimes in some Catholics minds, you know, Lent is that time of deprivation and it's not very nice and they don't look forward to it. I love it because it's a, a time of real uniting with Christ, of walking with him and asking him to reveal to you what are the areas in your life that need his transformation and redemption, transfiguration. And th- this is what the fasting, I think, is such a beautiful and powerful gift in this area of our spiritual life as well as our bodies. And like you said, we're a unity of body and soul. And we're not meant to live under slavery, under the burden of poor health, um, poor body image, all of those things. Christ actually 
wants us to live in the fullness of who he's created us to be, which is vibrant, alive people who are shining the light of Christ to others. Oh, so, so true. And a lot of the saints have said, and several priests, I, I just heard it in during during Lent here and the and um actually leading up to Lent. I've I've heard it on YouTube and my own priest too. And they all say that um basically, you know, we have an ego and in um it can be very sinful, this this me, me, me part of ourselves. And mm-hmm. and it, it's just in us and we don't want to give up certain things. But we must, it's like a wild horse is what Pope Benedict says, but we must tame it and we must fuel our intellect with great thoughts in order to talk our will into our highest good. And that would be our will aligned with God's will so that the Lord can update our thoughts, update our emotions, and we can show up as our best selves. And the only way to do that is really through physical fasting. And once you start to get thirsty and hungry for God, that's when you can really put true charity for others, loving yourself, being self-aware of what you're doing and what you're thinking, and then not beating yourself up about it, taking that to the Lord, transforming through him, transforming first from the inside out. The diet mentality is just transforming the outside. And then when I mean, the scale is not doing what you want it to do, you know, you get angry and mad at yourself. Well, Spiritual fasting is redemptive suffering. So you're giving up or delaying sugar, flour, and alcohol. You're praying at the same time. You're asking the Lord, and especially the Blessed Mother as well, to guide you, to show you where your vices are, to show you where you need transformation. And she will show you. And then you take that and bring it you know, to the journal, to the thought model, to the sacraments, to confession, adoration, and then to the coach. And then we coach through it because there's always this funny egotistical thought that's just driving it. And it's like a little child and she's just having a little tantrum because she wants her candy bar and you just, have to, you just have to deal with her. You just are like, okay, wait, wait a minute. We can have that on Sunday. And then once you know, you can have it on Sunday, then it just feels so good. It's like, okay. And then Sunday comes in. I have a secret for you, Karen. You usually don't want it. It's just like any other little kid, right? I agree. I agree. (laughs) And it's funny, isn't it? Because I know um, for myself, I've had a bit of a health journey over the last six months. I think COVID and Mm. a whole lot of things, you know, for me, I ended up having to be drawn back into our business and doing a lot more full-time work, which, you know, and it was, it took a huge toll. It was on my health. I think that kind of level of work and productivity, but um, I, in that, I think I let go of a lot of my routines and practices for a season during those lockdowns. We still walked as a family mm. and that sort of thing, but just those disciplines kind of went by the wayside and that has an accumulative toll on you. And I know that just for me, it had to get so bad or the the problem had to feel like such a big problem for me to actually take it action and make a change. And sometimes that's the case that the pain in our life has to become so great before we're actually catapulted into making a decision and a change. And for me, that kind of reached ahead last year. Um, I have celiac disease, which is autoimmune. So I knew that I had another Mm -hmm. autoimmune disease brewing, but it looks like uh, being diagnosed now with rheumatoid arthritis, which is a huge bummer. But what it did for me was I had a lot of pain in my body and very stiff waking up in agony, like not being able to roll over in bed or move my arms. 
And so rolling out of bed at 5.30 a.m. and just going for a walk and moving my body was how I started. And it was just, I got to that point where I was like, there's there's pain either way. There's pain to stay in mm. a rut, like in terms of maybe being overweight or any of those poor um, habits that we may develop. There's pain to stay where we are, but there's also pain to, to move towards transformation. And the question is, mm. what pain do you want to choose? For me, I was like, I just don't want this level of pain, physical pain in my life. So getting up, walking for an hour and a half every day and then swimming and rearranging my morning routine has been huge. And then fasting, no alcohol, no sugar and drinking celery juice in the morning totally transformed my pain levels. It's been amazing. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry that's happening to you, but um, inflammation in your body is real and sugar and flour and alcohol you know, increases the level of inflammation in our bodies, as well as all kinds of other things. So that that's definitely there. And I loved what you said about, um, you know, pain here and pain there, because I often say in my course, there's pain here and there's pain there. I actually call it suffering. There's suffering here and there's suffering there. The difference is, is that suffering there, which is redemptive, that's where the redemptive suffering is. That has the letter T, which is the cross. And once you bring God into the suffering, once you ask him to redeem it, once you let him know that you'll take the crown of thorns, that you'll put it on your head, that you're with him, that he's with you, the pain actually lessens and it's much better. It's so much better to have the pain there with him under the cross and he lessens it somehow. And it's just beautiful. And all that sugar and all that flour and all that alcohol that we used to consume, because I started this too, you know, Karen, my whole spiritual testing course was literally solidified during COVID when I gained a bunch of weight and I were splitting a bottle of wine every night. Um, We were baking cookies. It, It was just a we were away from our adult children who weren't coming home because they didn't want to um, expose us to the virus and all of this. And it was a really hard time. My mom was dying in a nursing home and we just seemed to be, you know, consuming the sugar flour and the alcohol and it was made it better. We thought (laughs) gained weight. We had the same. So then then I was like, okay, this is just not working. And then things got really bad. And I started to really spiritually fast for my children. I, I wanted miracles for them. I wanted miracle miracles for my mother who was in the nursing home when we couldn't get to her. I, I wanted miracles. And, and so then I started delaying the sugar and the flour and the alcohol for them. And that's when I noticed my weight going down, my health getting better. And then I was like, okay, that's, this is the answer. So you have to have motivation. You know, do you want your children to come back to mass? Do you, do you, are you fasting for the nation, for the world, for your country? Are you fasting for, um, you know, your mother, your father, for your own financial breakthroughs, a business? Like, what are you fasting for? Fast for it all. He wants it all for you. Like he wants to be in it and he'll show you what the answer is. You think, we think we know what the answer is, but we don't, we don't know his thoughts. And so once he gives us the thought, it's probably not going to be what we thought it was, but it's 10 times better. Absolutely. It is. It's so true. And I think just that the uniting it to Christ, the element of redemptive suffering is so powerful. And like you said earlier in the podcast, that once you get to Sunday, often you don't want that food. I find now there's just this, um, my head is clearer. My whole body inside just feels free. And it, it sounds funny, but we are this unity of body and soul, but there's more space in me for Christ to occupy. That's the sense I have in prayer and just with the fasting. And so 
I think there's a very powerful invitation in this world today. I think we are way too comfortable. People, the culture is too comfortable. We've lost sight of the the meaning and the invitation that lies in suffering. And also just that we are called to go without, um, to delay those desires for a greater good. And that greater good is our greater good in Christ. So I think that's an incredibly powerful model that you've presented and solidified and pioneered in this space. So I really want to thank you for that. Oh, you're so welcome. I I've enjoyed it so much. And actually God gave me the mission through my mom, um, honestly. And, you know, the main thing is people ask, you know, why do we fast? Well, we fast because it frees us from these lower passions and desires that take us over. And we know we don't want them, but we do. So it's this, it's this feeling of indecision that we sit in, which is a, a very indulgent emotion. And we sit there and we say, well, I want it, but I don't want it, but I, but I want it, but I know I don't want it. <laughs> And we just go around this little vice circle is what I call it. And when we can finally reach the point, we get into a routine and we can, we can sense the same thoughts coming up, um, which are just really not for our highest good. Then whatever that thought is, I, I want it is usually what it is. I, and that's the, that's the attachment. And then we, we just coach right into that. Like, why do you want it? There's usually a little wound under there. There's usually just some other thoughts under there. And then we realize, I don't want that. I really don't want that. I want freedom. And that's that's why fasting is the admission, admission ticket to charity, because that's why once you start to get really hungry for God, hungry for God, and like you said, you, you actually make physical space in your body for him, and he starts to fill you, then you're a nicer person, then you're showing up as your best self, yeah. then you're treating yourself well when you fail, because you're going to have to fail your way to success. Christ showed us on Calvary. He showed us that he fell three times and he kept getting back up mm-hmm. and we're going to fail. And we just have to keep getting back up like a child, just keep getting back up, keep going to confession, keep going to the sacraments, keep going through the routine, keep looking at your food protocol, your journal, keep reevaluating. Did I put enough food on there? Did I put the right food on there? You know, how am I working this? And then, like you said, Lent is so amazing because there's a whole, there's millions of us doing it during Lent. There's such special graces during Lent. Lent is a is a real place of healing. And I think that that is what people are missing about Lent. Is it's just it's just an amazing place of healing. Do not miss it. Like don't miss it. This happen now. We're only a few days in. That's right. Happen now and get hungry for God. He will bless you like you've never ever seen. Mm. Amen. It's so true. I've I've known that in my life, you too. And then the coaching side of it with women, um, just uh, walking them through, like I've been coaching a number of women at the moment and just seeing their breakthroughs when they start to get intentional and start to put their thoughts under a microscope and to really evaluate, look, what's the thought that's driving the behavior and the results in my life? And that process there is really what he you know, the Bible talks about scripture says, you know, be renewed by the transformation of your mind. So everything mm. begins in our mind. And, and so often we need some help sort of getting there. So Beth, where can people find you if they're keen to follow up on this journey? Oh, okay, great. I just want to comment really quickly on what yeah. you just said. Isn't it beautiful? Aren't we blessed to be Catholic coaches, Karen? Aren't oh, we absolutely. blessed to be Catholic mindset coaches and let women and men know that they can choose their thoughts. You get to mm-hmm. choose your thoughts and then your thoughts lead to your emotions. So you do not have to stay depressed or deprived or in any feeling that you don't want to stay in. 
It all is driven by your thoughts and we must take those thoughts captive to Christ Mm -hmm. and let him prosecute them for us and, and renew our minds through Christ. You're so right. And so I I just wanted to put that in because I feel so blessed to even know you and to be part of the Catholic mindset coaching community. It's just such a blessing. It is, isn't it? It's been so powerful in my life personally. And I think once you have that experience, you too, then you just want to share it with everybody because the freedom and the transformation that comes through this is life-changing and totally permanent. Like it's permanent. It's not just a flash in the pan. I'll do this little program for a while. It completely changes, revolutionizes your life. Oh, it does. It does. Yes. And so I, I am one year into this, um, you know, I quit my job a year ago, February. So, but I've been doing it for two years, but, you know, officially I started my business called the Catholic fasting coach.com. And if you go to the website, you can get on the wait list. I just uh, closed my Lenten um, course. I'll open another one in April. I open up um, every six weeks, just about. And it's so beautiful. It's become a family affair. My daughter actually created my journal, which is absolutely beautiful. And then my other daughter, um, she has her own Instagram called at Chef Bubik, and she makes a lot of recipes. And then we put them on my channel on Instagram. And yeah, my son checks the website every once in a while, because that's what he does in his own job. And, you know, my husband and I, um, we just keep fasting for our children. And I am telling you, parents, start fasting for your children. I have seen miracles abound, Um, you know, kids coming not only back to mass, but just also just wonderful miracles for them in any way, shape or form for their marriages, for grandbabies, for, you know, whatever you're looking for parents, um, you know, just please start fasting for your kids. You you just won't believe it. And and then of course, I'm still keeping off my 30 pounds that I lost. Um, That becomes super easy after a while. The weight loss becomes secondary, but it's a beautiful goal to start because it's measurable. And the Lord loves numbers. We have nine day novenas. We have first Fridays. We have one hour masses. He loves numbers. (laughs) And and the scale matters. (laughs) The scale matters to all of us. (laughs) <laughs> it does. And he wants us to live in the fullness, in, in the abundant oh, life, does. John 10, 10. So the abundant life is where we are feeling good mm-hmm. and our thoughts are under Christ's lordship. And yeah, there's yeah. just beautiful freedom that comes from that. Yes. So I have a podcast as well called Delay and Pray. And um, that's fun too. And I just started that. I have a blog and um, I have a book coming out later this year. Fantastic. Yes. Yes. And then I'll be doing some prayer guides as well that are coming out at the very end of the year into 2024. So uh, a full product stack coming out to help bring a million. I love it. <laughs> spiritual fasting. Yeah. Oh, so, so, good. so 2024 will be my year for sure. Um, we're putting yeah. it all together. Yeah. And, and look, just speaking into that, I guess when I'm listening to you, cause I've watched the evolution of your business and it's been really exciting to, to watch it take flight and to really soar now. But do you have a word of encouragement for women, I guess, who are looking at starting a project or feeling a bit disillusioned in a dream or a vision that they might have? Just a word of encouragement for them, I guess, just about the building blocks that are required and the patience. Oh, my goodness, yes. So for all the women out there trying to start a business or just have any kind of a dream, just lean into it, write it all down on paper and give it to God fast about it. Make those like make a large goal and then create about 25 mini goals to get there. 
and just know that you're going to fail your way to success. As you know, when I was instructor at Catholic Metanoia, um, I always said hashtag failure your way to success because you, you just have to keep getting back up. Starting a business or any kind of dream is not um, easy. It's challenging, but with Christ, he always shows you the way and he just keeps, you just have to trust in him and then keep your Sundays holy. Do not work on Sundays. He asks us not to work on Sundays. And I'm telling you, go to the sacraments um, because the more time you spend with Jesus, he will bend time with you. That's what I call it. Spend time with Jesus, bend, he'll bend the time with you. Um, it's just been phenomenal. And just trust, trust in him and work really hard. And um, that's what I've been doing. A lot of prayer, a lot of prayer. <laughs> well, you've done so well. And I just get so pumped watching how far you've come in in such a short time. So we'll be praying continually for your ministry. And thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Karen. Love being here today. Well, ladies, I don't know about you, but after that conversation, I am really keen to get into my prayer time and just take another look at how I can be uniting, I guess, my Lent and my fasting to Christ and his purpose for my life. If you'd like to find out more about Beth and the Catholic Fasting Coach, you can visit her Instagram page, The Catholic Fasting Coach, or her website, thefastingcoach.com. If you'd like to go further with breaking free from some of the mindsets which are really limiting you and holding you back, can I invite you to send me an email, karen at geniusproject.co, if you are interested in our Catholic Mindset Coaching Programs for Women. I've been working intensively with a number of women one-on-one -on -one and in our group coaching lessons, looking at the mindsets which really seek to limit us from living in the fullness of who Christ has created us to be. The reality, ladies, is that we have far more control over our thoughts and our situation than we actually realize. And sometimes all you need is learning a few skills and tools to get you going on this journey of pushing through into the transformation, the restoration that Christ really wants you to live in. So if you're interested in the Catholic coaching programs, please send me an email, karen at geniusproject.co and follow us on Instagram, genius underscore project underscore daily. Ladies, I hope you have a blessed week, a blessed Lent, and I look forward to you joining us on the Genius Podcast next week.